Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones, and I have this quiet talk I want to share with you today. I used to have a friend who I truly believed was my friend in Christ. Recently, I've learned that this person is total, totally and utterly apostate, having abandoned the true faith of Jesus for a false Christianity that celebrates and affirms sexual perversion. Personally, I think it's better to completely repudiate the Christian faith than to twist it into something it's not. The first words out of the mouth of Jesus when he launched his ministry were, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Turn away from your sin because the rule of God, who is the king, has come. As the Apostle Paul later affirmed, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. Jesus didn't come into the world to excuse our sin, but to deliver us from it, to call us out of it. It's very sad to hear so-called Christian leaders use the name of Jesus to promote sin and evil. But this is the day in which we live. Second Timothy 3 tells us that in the last days, perilous times will come. Those times are here. After describing those who have given themselves over to wickedness, he says that they have a form of godliness but have denied its power. What is the power of godliness? It is the power to set men and women free from the bondage of sin. Because of what Christ has done, Paul said, sin shall not be master over you. That's from Romans 6.14. This is the power that these apostates deny. Instead of celebrating the mastery over sin that came to us at Calvary, they celebrate sin itself and see no need to master it. They completely surrender to every form of wickedness. So how do we live in these days of apostasy, these perilous times as Paul characterized them? Our first response is to resolve to never, never, never compromise. It's so easy to go along to get along. We human beings, for the most part, don't want to stand out. We don't want to go against the grain. This society we live in is hurtling toward final judgment and destruction. Billy Graham's wife, Ruth, said, if God doesn't punish America, he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. So few today are willing to stand up and declare the truth like this. If you do, you will be criticized, called a hater, canceled. In the book of Daniel, three Israelites who were exiled to Babylon, along with Daniel, were commanded to worship a giant statue that the king had set up. They were commanded to do this by their authority. Of course, Romans 13 hadn't been written yet, but still... If they refused to bow, they would be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. They could have said, we'll bow, but 
will keep our fingers crossed behind our backs. It would have prevented trouble. It would have kept them out of the furnace. They would have been lauded as being loving and tolerant. But that's not what they did. Here's what they said to the king. O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They were basically saying, King, we don't even need to think about this. It's a decision we really made long before we even came to your pagan city. They would not compromise. And we must have this same purpose, this same attitude, never compromise. That doesn't mean we are to be rude, obnoxious, or self-righteous, but we must never give an inch. Our Savior never compromised, and it cost him his life. We are called to follow him even to death. He said, whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. The final judgment will not be based on ideas of tolerance that people entertain these days, it will be an exacting judgment in which, as the Bible says, each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Doesn't seem to be much room for gray areas. Good or evil, that's it. Which naturally leads to the next item we should talk about, given that the days are evil. First, we must never compromise with evil. Secondly, in our personal and private lives, we must maintain a godly standard of holiness. We will always be able to find weak Christians who will excuse our sinful behavior, but they are not our judges. Jesus Christ is. The writer to the Hebrews said in chapter 12, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness of without which no one will see the Lord. We must bring every area of our lives into conformity with the will of God, our thoughts, our actions, our words, our attitudes. We are not permitted to reserve for ourselves any part of our lives in which we rule uncontested. As an old song said, if Jesus is not Lord of everything, then he's not Lord at all. Today, you hear people talking a lot about their identity. I identify as this or that. It's sad that so few people really know who they are. Here's how I identify everyone I meet, regardless of what they look like or who they think they are. Every person you know is one that God loved so much that he sacrificed his one and only son to redeem them. That's their true identity. As disciples of Jesus, we can go a step deeper. There's no doubt that God makes a difference between those who have believed him and yielded their lives to him and those who have not. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, 
Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. God knows who the ones are who belong to him and who the ones are who refuse to surrender to him. Someday, when Jesus comes back, he will make known to all who's who. We are his special possession, those of us who are blood-bought, redeemed through the death of Christ. Listen to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. You were bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself anymore. Somewhere in a cardboard file box, I have a document which is the title to my car. My car belongs to me absolutely because I paid for it. It's mine and nobody else has any claim on it. I belong to Jesus Christ because he paid for me. I have no claim on myself. I am his. There in 2 Timothy 2, after he said that the Lord knows them that are his, he said, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In this day of apostasy, in this day when so many are departing from the true faith for a counterfeit, those of us who have purposed to follow Jesus must be diligent to maintain a life of holiness. We must depart from iniquity, wrongdoing, wickedness. It must not be a part of our lives. We must turn away from it with all our hearts. Friends, we live in evil days. There is a danger that even God's own people can be swallowed up by this tide of sin. But he has promised to keep us if we walk closely to him. We must never compromise with sin, but must live lives of holiness, looking for that soon return of our Savior, who will reward those who have followed him with all their hearts, but will punish those who have rejected his offer of grace and forgiveness. Heavenly Father, give us the grace to be faithful to you, not to compromise, to live holy lives in this day of apostasy, Lord. Give the power of the Holy Spirit to those listening to my voice today who want to live for Jesus with all their hearts. In his name I pray, amen. My dear friend, please pray for us as we're trying to establish an outpost for Jesus Christ in the Schenectady, New York area. Our church is called Bread of Life Anglican Church, and we meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at the American Legion Hall, which is located at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. As always, if you would like to reach me, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.